It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It is Sports by the Book here at the South Point <laughs> Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White is here. Good afternoon. You have a good, good. You have a good holiday? I did, thank you. Well, what about good. you? Huh? Good holiday <laughs> for me as well. Actually, uh, Vinny will be proud of me. I played a little craps on the holiday. boy. See? There That's right. I knew, I, Brings knew a, I knew he'd be thrilled by that. Vinny Malayul is here. And look who's here. Our guy Jimmy Vaccaro is here. Hey, Jimmy. You know, you, you dropped the water. Tell people. <laughs> oh, <that>. I know. <laughs> well, unfortunately for everyone at home, you won't get the video of the attempt, of, the attempt by our, our guy Jimmy putting the tree on the desk, which ended up with about, what, about a, a quart of water on the ground? <laughs> Less than a, a pint. Why we'll isn't go. Why isn't the tree on top of the desk? Well, you know what? Let me defend myself. <laughs> First of all, I'm 78 years old. Oh. Second of all, you should know that I do something like this every day. I spilled <laughs> the water all over the place. I was going to put the tree up here, but it looks like a, it's an artificial tree. That's no, it's a real tree, actually. It's it's a real tree. Two with feet real high. water. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Frank, uh, our guy Sean in the corner who does audio for this show, forty nine dollars, right on that tree. What? <laughs> oh, you got it for oh, free. I was going to say you didn't pay. Oh, it was a bogo. If he would have shut up, I was going to give him the forty nine dollars. Yeah, I'm a rank sucker with my money. I know that. Oh man. Uh, yeah. How much was the water? He'll take that us. He'll take us by day. Too, he said. Depending, wow. on the, depending on the property wow. at this point. Um, all right. First off, uh, we hope everyone had a great holiday. Yes. We were off the last three days. We're usually off Tuesday and Wednesday. We're back here. We uh, normal schedule these next four days. Just want to give you, tell you real quick, New Year's Day, special time for us. Our guy, Ralph Sirocco, will be here on New Year's Day. Mm -hmm. Normal show for him at 7 in the morning. And then Alex and I will be coming a half hour after Ralph is done. 8.30 a.m. Pacific. 9.30 a.m. Pacific, previewing all the bowl games, including college football semifinals, <coughs> one of them between Michigan and Alabama. By the way, Vinny, mm -hmm. did, did you uh, – what, what's going on with the microphone here? What, what, okay, well, that's not on me there, Ryan. you got to tell me. Me. you gotta, you got you to you gotta tell me Turn these the things. you got to tell me these things. Um, but uh, I lost my train of thought. You were oh, asking me about did the Did you see the picture at Disneyland? With Jim Harbaugh and Nick Saban and Mickey Mouse? I did. You did? I did see it. Isn't that worth a point that, towards uh, Michigan? I missed that picture. I, Where's that picture? Oh, you can't miss it. It's, you can find I'll, it. I'll right send away. you real quick. It's, um, a, a, it's worth a point to Michigan? Yes. I think it's worth three points to Disney. Oh, I mean, well, that too. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I, I, I can't. Uh, let me tell you. If, you, if that's entering into anything, anybody's handicap... I'd I'd be concerned. <laughs> what so. makes you say that, Vinny? I mean, <laughs> you know how many more pictures there are going to be, and you know, at Disneyland, around Disneyland, what's going on on the field? What's what's going on in practice? Don't don't get too too deep into. It's it. very funny, regardless. I mean, yeah, I mean, but I, trust me, don't. It should not enter into your handicap. <laughs> so tonight's game. I mean, if if Harbaugh was in the Alabama locker room, that then then you well, could probably you they know. might be there already. You well, know maybe. That. Yeah. Not, there was yeah. a, I forget which or player was versa. on, on Bama. Mm -hmm. I think it was Isaiah Bond said today they're not using the tablets this week. No, they're not because they you know what because we know that Michigan has such 
cyber prowess. <laughs> it's it's cyber, prowess. cyber cyber warfare. Prowess. Very good. Cyber warfare. Cyber warfare. Right warfare. to steal uh, to steal the uh, steal signals in uh, science. So going to tonight's game, there is an NFL game tonight. Yes. Uh, forget the pop tarts on the desk. That game's already underway. By the way, the pop tart mascot came out of the toaster. So Alex got it right. Ryan got it right. Frank and I got it wrong. You guys overthought it a little we bit. We absolutely where, where did you think the mascot was going to come out of? A box. I thought it was going to come out of a box. What was? Were there any other choices? Um, yeah, it was uh, it parachutes in, which was definitely not happening. Okay. And I don't even remember. Oh, was run even, with the players. What was the? F- run in with the players. Yeah, that was never happening either. That was too lame. <clears throat> Will there be a race like they have the? You know, they should. Uh, they should have multiple pop tarts racing they, on the screen at least. Right. They have the uh, yeah, the, the strawberry, the, blueberry, s'mores, they, brown yeah. sugar, cinnamon. Tonight's game. Yes, tonight's <laughs> game. Tonight's game. Uh, Open seven. The yes. brownies. Yes. Yes. By the way, Joe Flacco played for the Jets a year ago in this in this matchup. Yes, that was the and threw what four interceptions? No, was no, that? no, no. He threw four touchdowns four, in that game. He had some interceptions. He too, did, didn't he? but that was a game. Remember, Vinny. That was the game where the Jets were down 13 points yeah. with less than two minutes yeah, to go so, in yeah. regulation. They won and they ran off the. That was yeah. <laughs> so we, a year ago, by the way, Jimmy will remember this too. These are the first two teams. These are the two teams I should say that played what? in the. These two teams, the Jets and the Browns mm-hmm. in Cleveland, played in the first Monday Night Football game. I was ever. in the I was in the Viking I was in the Viking Lounge in Youngstown, Ohio. There you go. And I blew up my money and I blamed it everybody from on Youngstown because they are bad luck people. Okay. What were you doing in the Youngstown? Yeah, Youngstown was a hot place for gambling. Yeah, as okay. A kid. I mean, they had they had all night uh, dice games and bar boot games. They had a book on every corner, and uh, I went to college there, but I was forty five hours short, and I never went back. But, uh, but I was you saw the eligibility, game. Jimmy. Yeah, and, or, you know, everything was everything was good about Youngstown. And before I go any further, let me tell you what Jimmy does from the drive when he comes to work. Well, I wouldn't use the word work. You know, when I come here. Put it that way. I go to uh, like a, a Smith's or something and get the shredded wheat. You eat the shredded wheat without putting it in, in any liquid. You just crunch them up. They're delicious and they're actually not too bad for you to use because it's just like a little shredded wheat, a little bit of sugar. So I'm trying to help you. Oh, I almost dropped the water again. <laughs> Jimmy, get away from all liquids. All right, let's get to some serious stuff. How about Please. if I throw something out then you guys take it from here? Please. You know, I've been behind the counter, obviously, for a long, long time, and so has Vincennes. And you've seen the growth of the bowl games. You've seen the growth of football in general. You've seen the growth of the NFL in general. And what, I, what I've noticed in the last few years, and, and this uh, so far t- uh, this year, has been really, really good. The handle every year is, goes up. There's never been a year other than, like, maybe the pandemic year, where when gaming sends out all their figures that we've had less money mm. from betting on sports to whatever goes up a little doesn't not that it goes up 20 percent, but it goes up two or three percent but what it means is like we, we create new customers mm-hmm. every year so then when we had this you know what you can tell and vincent helped me out here yep when uh, we're headed into like what you would consider i mean i looked at this schedule what are some great matchups i mean some great matchups which are just going to make new customers out of people who say hey i want to go watch that and make a bet on it and, and we'll be jammed here as on I'm sure every other sports book also. So when you see the growth of something like that, and like, uh, you know, I can tell you already, well, Vincennes, you look at that uh, the screen quite a bit. I mean, it's been a monster handle. Now, the early ones that have been played in the last few days, 
they haven't lost any juice. It's not that they, but when you sing, you know, the games like this, I mean, just look at the last four teams playing in these games. It's like a Super Bowl weekend. And once more, the biggest pain in the ass for people like Chris and whatever actually got to put his, no, his obviously his, his deal down there as far as like how far the NFL goes. The big deal and college also is like, who in the quarterbacks, who are going to play? Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. one could be yeah. minus three. If you switch them, it's minus seven. So you got to yeah. sit your behind like, like Chris does and just wait for everything to come in. So uh, I, I know that there's really no way to fix it because you can't tell a kid not to go mm -hmm. and make the money and you can't tell, you know, anything like that. But truthfully, I have never seen a switcher again, a growth like we've seen in, in the sports in the last five years. And it ain't over, kids. So to Jimmy's point, you know, the, the bowl games have been, you know what, I mean, they've been exciting. They've been played mainly, mainly the day of. I mean, there was some professional money that would show early and as, you know, trying to gauge exactly what Jimmy said, who's going to play, who's not going to play, who's going to opt out for, you know, whatever reasons. Um, but it's starting to pick up. I mean, today is the day that really jump starts, yeah. you know, the holiday weekend, which will be exceptional now. Again, from our perspective, uh, typically, you know, some some lower limits on on the, the you know the non playoff bowl games. But now that we're here to the weekend, you know what things have, have we we pretty much know who's going to play and who's not going to play, right? And the numbers have uh, have pretty much uh, stabilized. So you know these uh, they, these are going to draw a tremendous amount of money. In fact, the two uh, semifinals on Monday will be. Uh, bet them some of the some of the pro games on on Sunday, and and, and we're going to book them like NFL playoff games, and they're going to be bet like NFL playoff games. So it, you know that's that's the that's the true uh, beauty and the excitement of it. And Great game tonight with oh, good, kid. Arizona yeah. and Oklahoma. I'm looking forward yeah. to that one. That's going to be that's a great what matchup. I was going to. That's what a yeah. matchup. Yeah, huh? yeah. What a matchup. Three and, and a half originally. Like, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. No, three and a half open. Uh, uh, Arizona originally, but now down to uh, two and a half. Uh, uh, on uh, on Arizona, so uh, against Oklahoma, I think that surprised people initially. But again, Oklahoma's speaking of opting out, quarterback uh, uh, entered the uh, transfer portal. And J Jackson Arnold will be mm -hmm. starting tonight. Dylan Gabriel, Good. of course, already committed to Oregon. Yep. Uh, Fafita will play for Arizona. They're just down. Really, actually, in all honesty, for no. for te for teams in this era, they're yeah. actually in pretty reasonable yeah. shape. No, they're down point. their best offensive lineman who declared mm -hmm. for the NFL draft. But other than yeah. that. And basically have all their good players in that mm -hmm. game tonight in, in San Antonio. Yeah, 62 and a half, 63 down to 60 on the total. So, And when you make new teams who are crowd favorites, like who's playing Ohio State? Missouri. Missouri, like you couldn't get anybody to name anybody on Missouri. But now obviously with a couple good years, and now they're playing what one of the, I would consider this a pretty damn good game uh, to see what who the hell is going to win. So put it this way. We'll be high on Ohio State, but that ain't making no guarantee winner against this team. So everything changes. Everything gets a, a little better. And, you know, we're lucky we're in this racket and we get paid to do this. So uh, what can I tell you, kid? That uh, game tomorrow, Vinny, I, I do want to uh -huh. bring it up real quick, actually, since Jimmy brought it up, because that one's been all over the map on the line. It actually sounds like, like Marvin Harrison Jr. might actually play in this game. Yeah, I know. Would uh, be... Which is a little bit of a surprise, and that's part of the reason Ohio State up to four. Has been bopped back to a four-point favorite yeah. after being an underdog in this game for a good portion of time. Yeah, up to I mean they opened as a slight favorite, yep. a two-point favorite. Um, went to a dog, and now you know it's about. But if Harrison plays, that's as significant as you're going to get from a non-quarterback uh, uh, 
impact in, in terms of uh, of the number, and it's now up to uh, Ohio State four. Yeah. As a Missouri grad, I hope Marvin Harrison's in this one. You do. I want to see where, where that Mizzou program really is at. Well, okay. More than anything. Sure. Like if they lose, so be it. Like, but I want to see where they're at matching up now. Nice I season for them, by the way. Yeah. Ten win season. You right. take that every time at that program. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kyle McCord, of course, is going to be an orange next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Syracuse, where he committed. Uh, where Ohio State will have their backup quarterback in this one. You know, let me run this by you too, because I think it's important. But we'll jump to the pros in a second here. Mm-hmm. I was really glad that Kansas City got their ass kicked, because it just makes more of like a of somewhat. They use this word I, I could never use it, but a must win. So in other words, you could really when I what I mean by that is like simply you could cheat the number because you know we're going to get Kansas City money in every teaser in the world and every parlay in the world. So uh, this is good for people like me. I'm sure Vincenzo also is like when. We need everybody to be fighting for a playoff, which we are right now. And that just seems to grow. And it's hard. You know what? Even if you liked it and the entertainment value was there, it's hard not to make a bet if you've done it before, especially with some of these great matchups we have. And if you if you notice too, right? So let's remember this. There's no Monday night game. Uh, obviously, everybody's got to play. And the teams that are in a similar position from a, a playoff standpoint, they have to play at the same time. Uh Jimmy and I remember the days when we would have to take off every afternoon game just about because of the games in the morning, you know, having a bearing in those last two weeks uh, of the season in terms of, you know, what happens early in what could impact, yeah. you know, the uh, uh, the afternoon number well, and significantly. That, and you mentioned it, Jimmy. I mean, Kansas City technically still has not clinched the AFC West. Right. They, they, True. They, if we got real weird... They lose their last two, and the Raiders, Raiders win the last win two. The Raiders two. win the division, yeah. which is wow. just totally, total insanity. Um, or the Broncos. Or the Broncos. Well, wow. I, well, I was, uh, yeah, that that <laughs> too with Jared Stidham yeah. starting for Denver this week. Uh, wow. that, uh, that 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 whole situation. Now I, I've been, uh, I, I'm stunned it happened now, just the way that it all broke down with that. That Stidham is starting over Russell Wilson this week. Uh, and I, I and I'll be honest with you. I know they're hiding right now behind the hey, we don't want him to get hurt because of the injury clause in the contract. No, I think Sean Payton genuinely oh, thinks he has a better shot yep. of winning with Jared Stidham than he does with Russell Wilson right now. I personally don't think he cares about that element as much as he just cares, he cares about, about just getting rid of him. I yeah. mean, it's uh, you know, it's gonna it it's turned into you know his way or or no way. I mean, he came in after uh, Russell Wilson, and he's got. All, if if not all, he's got a, a significant amount of of say in what's going on. Especially when you're paying Russell Wilson that kind of money, and now you've benched him for uh, for the remaining two games. Something just came across the ticker. Taylor Swift is divorcing this kid because he lost <laughs> the game. <laughs> oh. give him the pitch. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Any big tickets for tonight's game? Yeah, one on twenty thousand. But you know what? The kids didn't put up their uh, a, a lot of tickets. Nothing huge yet, you know. And I, I would say this: uh, after this weekend, maybe even starting tomorrow, you'll see what we would consider a lot of big tickets. Yeah. Uh, and people like that, well, the, especially the people who understand the racket, they know. In most cases, with games like this, the favorites can get the money. So the wise guys are sitting on their ass right now because they might as well wait right to the end because they're never going to get a number that's worse than it is right now. It can only get better if you're looking for something, which creates the big... Uh, the guy that we showed them tickets the last couple of weeks betting 
like six games on the uh, the totals and whatever. Oh, I'd like to bet a big a big amount of money that uh, he will be here before these major games start. So tonight, open seven, got as high as eight. There was a $22,000 play on the plus seven and a half, actually. Right. And uh, that's uh, got back down uh, down to seven. And the uh, the total down a couple of, uh, two and a half, three points to 34 now off the opener. So, yeah. All right. Let you gentlemen go back to work. All right. We're right. going to try. Jimmy, Vinny, pleasure as always. Don't mess up. <laughs> I, won't, I won't touch the tree Don't again. Don't worry. Any. Don't t- no worry. I thought you were going to take Jimmy in all honesty, that Steeler gnome that Alex brought in that's right in the middle of the tree there. See the Steeler, see the Steeler hat at the, the top of the tree? On the top there, Jimmy. Yeah. Right under the... Right under the yeah. 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 There you go. Don't... <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Vaccaro, Vinny. <laughs> maybe, maybe another word mixed in there, right, Vinny? Oh, there'd be a couple. <laughs> Ryan, we're going to get you the mop. Thank we're going to get guys. you the mop here. Thanks to Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy and Vinny, everybody. Uh, always always very entertaining to do, uh, talk to uh, Jimmy, as we know, and Vinny. Of course, we'll see you tomorrow uh, on the show with Chris Andrews. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, Jim Root, three-man weave, joins us. Final week of 2023. What is Jim's thoughts going into conference play across the board in 2024? That's next, Sports by the Buck. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas's top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grand View Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 1230, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 1230 a.m. in the Grand View Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Welcome back in. Sports by the Book is the show. There's a sports book right there. The Christmas tree still up. It'll be up into 2024, as we imagine. I'm Jeff Parles, Alex White, 
is here as well. Uh, all I know is social media is ablaze by the edible Pop-Tart <laughs> mascot going on in this Pop-Tart Bowl. By the way, Kansas State up 7 nothing on NC State opening drive. Touchdown three and out for NC State and now K-State with the football back. All right, let's bring him in. Our guy, Jim Root, three-man weave, where you can find Jim's work. Jim, uh, first off, I uh, hope you had a, a great holiday earlier in the week and a happy new year. So I get that out of the way so I don't forget at the end of the interview to wish you a happy new year. But let's uh, get oh, into let's get into tonight, Jim. Uh, there's two Pac-12 games tonight, and I want to start there. The L.A. teams go up to Oregon for that double. UCLA's in Corvallis to take on the Beavers. UCLA six-and-a-half-point favorites. Oregon hosting USC. Ducks, two-and-a-half-point favorites in that one. I think if I had to take one here, it'd be the Oregon game, uh, laying it at home with the Ducks. They've got a ton of injury issues, so there is some diciness there, and I think it explains why the number is where it's at. Uh, their two big men, Nafali Dante and Nate Biddle, have been out for a little while, definitely still out tonight. They've had a, uh, one of their star freshmen, Mookie Cook, has been out a while, and uh, another key guard, Keyshawn Bartholomew, has been out a little bit. But the big thing for them is this freshman point guard, Jackson Shellstad, has started to emerge into like a real star. Uh, this is a guy coming into the year I was super high on. He missed like the first six to eight games or so. And he's just kind of an underrated recruit because he's not big enough to be a true NBA prospect right now. But he's a terrific floor leader. He can shoot. He can set people up. He can score via the pick and roll or set up others. So I, I think with, with the Ducks, with his emergence, I actually like that for them. USC is still trying to figure itself out, reincorporating Bronny James. Isaiah Collier's been super turnover prone, and now they go to one of the tougher uh, environments on the road, even though it is during Christmas break. Uh, so I, I definitely lean Oregon there. The other game... Oregon State's just not very good. Uh, I would normally take them as a home dog, six and a half to start league play here. But uh, UCLA, as bad as they've been, I still think they kind of lay over Oregon State in terms of talent. They're figuring out their rotation as well right now with some of their international freshmen getting used to the college game. But I still think they're just a class ahead of this Oregon State team that's kind of in the early stages of their like four-year rebuild that they go through. They get Young guys build them all the way up until they're seniors, and that's when they go on the you know their magical elite eight run when they're experienced. But uh, they're in the early stages of that, so it, it leaned to UCLA, but not a team that I want to lay points with on the road right now in a conference opener. Hey Jim, after a couple nights off from college basketball, a couple games last night, but now we almost have a full card here. Is there any other games you're looking at tonight? Yeah, I kind of enjoyed my, my couple nights off there. But yeah, I, I like that we're getting eased back in before a big card Friday and then a huge one Saturday. Uh, yeah, looking down the board, I, I really like um, Little Rock on the road at Tennessee Tech. Very, very narrow favorite uh, one and a half points. I, I don't think I'm too worried about the home environment for Tennessee Tech there. And Little Rock, I think, is a little bit underrated because they, they were missing point guard KK Robinson for a decent portion of the non-conference slate. This is a guy that started at Arkansas as a top 100 recruit, then went to Texas A&M, has really found a home now with Little Rock. Mega productive guy. He was the all-time leading assist, uh, holds the all-time assist record at Oak Hill Academy. You know, Brandon Jennings, all kinds of stars that have played at that, that uh, basketball powerhouse. So I think K.K. Robinson's the difference there. I was hoping that Little Rock would get another boost from Mikel Mitchell. 
whose twin brother is, is currently at Arkansas. A big 6'10 guy would give him a real force in the paint, but he came back for one game after the transfer two-time deadline or the two-time waivers were all approved and then had his arm in a sling the next game. So I don't think we'll see him here. But between Robinson, uh, South Florida transfer, Jameer Chaplin, and then just Tennessee Tech not really being a, a team I believe in, I think your real slight road favorite there with Little Rock I think is worth a look. That is uh, Tennessee Tech, Ken Palm, 322, hosting 266. So, Jim, uh, going down the card for that one tonight with uh, Little Rock uh, with the Trojans tonight as a short road favorite in that one all right jim i, I want to go back uh to last weekend in the game i was at and that was florida atlantic and arizona and you and i were texting during this game i'm very impressed with the owls it, it, i we knew they already had great pedigree last year's final four oh i'm only a buzzer beater away from being in a national title game but they showed me a ton in a double overtime game against the team that I thought was the best team in the country going into the game, and they still very well might be, but there are some things in that with Arizona that scare me that showed up in that game. And as much as good as Caleb Love is, you're living by Caleb Love and you're dying by Caleb Love if you're Arizona the rest of the way through here. Yeah, I, I found it pretty funny every time they cut to him late in the game and it'd be like, okay, Love, it just hit a big shot, so we'll zoom in. We'll show his stat line. It's like he's 7 for 18. And then three minutes later, they'll zoom in, and he'll, he's 8 for 23. And it's like, yeah, okay, the one he made was big, but you're not showing the five others that he missed to continue shooting 33% from the field or whatever it is. I wish they were getting a little bit more from Kylan Boswell late in the game like that. Uh, I don't want it to all be in Caleb Love's hands. I don't want it to be just like iso ball either pull up from 25 feet or, or try to figure something out like just want a little bit more action boswell is such a good passer out of the pick and roll i think that was worth taking a look at and arizona didn't really take advantage of the the matchup edge they had at the four keisha johnson should have lit up that fau team the way that marcus damask did for for illinois when they played fau out at uh, uh in new york in madison square garden and they never really went to him on the block and i know tommy lloyd doesn't want to like bog down his offense with an ISO post up. But I think that's something they should have looked at. And maybe in a postseason game, they, they really drilled down on a mismatch like that. And they're still developing their system. But that was something I would have liked to see from, from Arizona. On the other hand, yeah, FAU stood up to a team that is much bigger than them, has arguably higher talent pro level athletes and was every bit there equal. You know, there's some shot making for FAU that I think kept a minute. I believe shot quality scored at like a 10 or 15 point win for Arizona. But still, I mean, the fact that they made those shots, that matters. Janelle Davis was hitting those ridiculously tough pull-ups. They got some some big shots from their supporting cast. Like Jalen Gaffney hit a pull-up three in OT. Trey Carroll off the bench hit three big free throws in OT. It's like the, the team just plays with a collective confidence that obviously comes from going to the Final Four, but I think Dusty May just does a great job of instilling that in them. And you add that to their flexibility and style, their depth now that they've got Nick Boyd back from a, from an injury in the backcourt. FAU is legit. Like Putting them top 10, I don't think is some sort of exaggeration based on last year's accomplishments the way there's a couple other teams in the top 25 that I, that I think are riding the coattails of last year. But FAU, they deserve where they're ranked right now. Let's keep it right there. I don't know how big you are with future bets, but I just got this from the book here at South Point, and I'll give this to Jeff as well, but Florida Atlantic is 40-1. to 1. Is that worth putting a little bit on? 
Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, you look at the other teams that, that I believe are top 10 caliber and, you know, you've got, they're probably priced around 10 to 1, 15 to 1, just about every other one of them. And maybe there's some skepticism around FAU just in terms of what their path will be, because who knows where they're going to get seated. The American is really tricky this year, the conference that they're in, because only Memphis is another likely tournament team, but like 10 of the other teams are good enough to beat FAU at home. A lot of those games will probably be road type uh, or Q2 uh, on, on the ledger. But if you drop a few of those and you don't quite live up to the, the ranking that they're at right now, you, you end up further down the seed line. The path isn't as good as in Arizona or Purdue, probably coming out of the one line. So maybe that's built into the price a little bit. But, uh, you know, they're continuing to rise in advanced analytical numbers. Your Ken Palms, your Bart Torvik's, your Evan Mia's. So... I think it makes sense. I, I don't think FAU is as far from those 10 to 1 teams as, as the numbers really indicate. That's the best number I've seen on FAU in the quick little research that I'm doing. So that if you like the Owls, behind us is where you want to play it uh, to win the national title. All right, Jim, going into conference play basically across the board now, I, I want to go back to the Big 12 because it's, Number one in Ken Palm in the league for, for league rankings. BYU is still sitting there at fourth, which I, okay, sure, whatever. Uh, that will adjust as we go through Big 12 play. But it's it's really fascinating to me where you look at Houston, who they're number one in Ken Palm. They deserve to be there, but they really haven't played anyone other than a compromised Texas A&M team in non-con. We talked about that. Kansas has no depth, even though they're guys, obviously, top-of-the-line talent. And then you have Iowa State, who just kind of seems like they're flying under the radar, but then you have the same argument of, oh, they haven't really beat anyone. It's a weird dynamic that this Big 12 has going in. Now, I still think it's the best league in the country for sure, but it may not be as strong as we think it is, at least going into the conference play. Yeah, that's that's kind of been a perception that I've had challenged lately. I, I agree with you. I think it's the number one league. I think there are multiple national title contenders. I think there's a lot of high seeds in that. But I did see a tweet over Christmas. I think it was from JBR Bracketology on Twitter where he went through the top six leagues and added up the Q1 and Q2 wins for each conference and then you know the amount of those wins per team in the league. And the Big 12 was sixth out of those top six leagues, Big East, ACC, SEC, all of them ahead of the Big 12. And a lot of that's because the lower-end teams, West Virginia, UCF, Oklahoma State, Texas, yeah, Texas is down in there. I think all those teams have combined for zero, which obviously is anchoring that, that average of Q1, Q2 wins. But the best thing that this league has done so far is blow out their, their inferior competition. That's why BYU is fourth. That's why Iowa State is is sitting at 12th in Ken Palm. Those teams have really taken care of business against inferior competition, even Oklahoma. I think you could put in that group as well. We just need to see now through the, the, the gauntlet of conference play and going on the road, whether those numbers hold much. And Houston sitting up there at number one, they lost Terrence Arsenault, a really super athletic wing off the bench to a, a torn Achilles. Kind of hurts their depth a little bit, that, that perimeter – uh, shot challenging that makes them so tough to play against. Are they going to be able to sustain that number one as they go in through the Big 12? A lot of really tough road environments. I think that's a, a question a lot of people have for them. Same goes for BYU. I, I think they've got a great home edge because they're out in the mountains. That's a great atmosphere. It's rabid there at BYU. But they've got to go long road trips too. 
I think that could wear on some of those teams in the Big 12. As, as we get into the NCAA tournament, I'm still a huge believer of them down the line in March. But I think there's going to be some good spots to pick off some teams that might be a little overvalued in the analytical rankings as they go through that that slate of, of the league and especially all those road spots that they're going to face. Well, you mentioned BYU again with being the furthest west of all these new Big 12 teams. They have <laughs> these are the road games this year where they play back to back road games. They go to Waco and then they go to Orlando. That's not ideal. Now, granted, on the flip side, they come home and play Iowa State at home. That's not the greatest home spot for them after traveling from Orlando back here, back to, to Provo. Then my favorite one for them is Morgantown and then Norman. That's a great road trip also. Granted, West Virginia isn't any good, but that game in Norman may be a horrible spot for BYU. And that's something at least with them. And, and, and look, Utah's going into that league next year. Arizona, Arizona State. With these cross-country leagues, and this goes for the Big Ten too, you're going to have some weird spots moving forward where you have teams legitimately traveling cross-country and then having to travel back home, and even those home spots aren't great, Jim. Yeah, you try to figure out how much to put into the line for the home court advantage on that. And, you know, Typical game is probably around three, and you get some of these altitude teams in the mountains, and your standard goes up to maybe four, four and a half. But then if you add in the long travel – Maybe it's going to be worth six in some of these or something. Like we've seen that in the Pac-12, even when teams do that mountain trip and they go to Colorado and Utah back to back, which uh, what we're seeing starting tomorrow night for the Washington schools, that second leg, especially your legs start to go home court can be worth a ton, almost a touchdown uh, in those games. So between those long travel spots, and I think your note on BYU hosting after coming home from that long travel that's going to be part of the handicap too. Like, all right, they had to fly 2,000 miles to get here also. It's not like they've been kicking back in their own comfy beds. So that, that's there's a lot of, you know, minutia that goes into this this handicap now with the leagues spreading across uh, throughout the country. And I think that's a, a very valid point as we go into league play. And, I mean, you even see a gym in the Big East still at times where teams have to go to Creighton and then come back. And, and that's not that far of a trip. That's a shorter trip than any of the things I just mentioned for BYU, having the base BYU going Provo to Morgantown, I'm sure. That's a that's a flight route we all expected to be something we needed in 2024, but yet here we are. All right, Jim, before we let you go, the big weekend, a lot of games tomorrow, a lot of games on Saturday. A few weeks ago when you were on, you were spot on with Clemson beating TCU in that game in Toronto. We even got a nice plus price in that game not knowing a line a few days in advance. Are there games that you're looking at or games specifically that you're looking at as a potential spot where you're going to look for one side here? Uh, I think the first one, just to keep in mind, is on the Sunday, those two mountain teams, Colorado and Utah, getting Washington and Washington State, respectively, on the second leg. Uh, again, those are Sunday, so you know not immediately coming up. But keep those circled because the second leg of the mountain trip is always really, really tough for teams. And then on Saturday, one spot I love is Wake Forest hosting Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's been kind of trying to figure things out a little bit coming into this year. Uh, their starting point guard, Sean Padula, has been in and out of the lineup with a kind of a knock. It's not a big injury or anything, but uh, they just haven't quite gotten their continuity together, whereas I, I think Wake Forest is really trending up. Uh, they've gotten Efton Reed eligible, the big man from Gonzaga. He's, he was a two-time transfer he got eligible after coming over from Gonzaga and LSU prior to that. He's given them a true paint presence. 
and they should be getting Damari Monsanto. I don't know if it'll be this weekend or maybe early January, but he's one of the best shooters in the country, kind of the across half-court range, no conscience, take 10 threes in a game kind of guy. You introduce that element to their offense. They've already got a great driver in Hunter Salas, a couple other complimentary guards, and I mentioned Reed. I think Wake's trending up, and you know Ken Palm's got that line minus three. I will have it north of that and will likely be be playing the Demon Deacons there on Saturday. He's Jim Root. Again, find his work over at Three Man Weave. Second Chance Points on Twitter as well to check out Jim's Twitter profile there. Jim, always a pleasure. Thanks for hanging out with us today. And uh, have yourself a happy new year. Appreciate it, guys. Enjoy the new year. We will. Jim Root, everyone. Again, Three Man Weave. Him, Matt, Kai, do great work. You see one of the three of them. It's Every been great. Thursday they here great on the show. Yeah. Absolutely. We, 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 them. we get back, Alex. We're going to figure out where in the casino is our guy, Frank Nicotero. We're going to figure it out. Have a little bit of a pre, a little bit of an idea of where Frank may be, but it's going to be fun. That's all I know. That's next sports by the book here at the South point studio. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. Our gaming amenities include over 60 table games and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Megabucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world, Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. And our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part, Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn and so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to Blackjack and Roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Baccarat, Pie Gal Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun. Welcome back in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White is here. We'll we'll figure out where Frank Nicotero is in a few moments. Uh, audio issues for our guy Frank today? Oh, he's not on. Frank, what are you doing there? I, I oh, there he is. We got him. We got our guy Frank. Oh, we'll get him. We'll ready. get him. We'll get him in a, in a moment. Uh, we'll be able to tell you where in the casino is Frank Nicotero. And quite frankly, he didn't get far away enough from us based off of the early. Video evidence here. Real quick before we get to Frank, 
We haven't gotten your thoughts at all on this football game tonight, Alex. The Jets and the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland with a win. You are in the NFL playoffs here in the 2023 season. The Jets playing to mess up their draft selection, as usual, for them. Alex, down to seven. 34 is the total. I actually like this game under. I like this under. I, I know it's uh, you could have had two and a half points better on Christmas Day. Still think it's fine even at 34. Maybe I'll wait to see if Cleveland scores on the opening drive and then bang it under then. At some point, we're getting Joe Flacco regression. It's coming. Every time you say that, it usually happens that game. Well, but here, we went through this with Frank on, 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 on punchlines. The bigger, the bigger issue, more than anything, is that Flacco hasn't faced an elite defense yet. And this is the best defense he's faced. Now, the Jets had their own issues last week. They almost blew that game. They're up 20 against Washington and when Brissett came in. But we'll see. I am not betting a side in this game. I'd only lean to an under here. And I didn't either. I have other games that coming up this weekend that I really like. So I passed on this. I might jump in. I do like the under. I'm with you there. I think the Jets defense give Flacco some problems. Third in yards per pass allowed. They're also top 10 in both sack rate and interception rate. And we've seen Flacco throw five picks already in the last two games. I did look a little bit at Flacco over 35 pass attempts, though, because Cleveland is throwing the ball a lot. And in his four starts, he threw 42 passes in each of those games. So that was a prop I looked to, but haven't played anything yet. I will be looking to go on the under if anybody scores early. By the way, this this Pop-Tarts Bowl, Kansas State scored a touchdown on fourth and five, and the punter just ran for 30 yards uh, on their third drive. So 7 nothing Kansas State leading North Carolina State in the early goings. Uh, well, actually, not so early anymore. About midway through the second quarter in Orlando for that one. Tonight, we mentioned it in the college football side. There is one more bowl game today. So far, Rutgers winning outright. Uh, Boston College is a big underdog winning outright in the Fenway Bowl. Uh, Oklahoma and Arizona tonight in San Antonio, Alex. Total up to 60 behind us. Arizona laying two and a half in this one. I actually like the Wildcats. Uh, I don't mind taking a better number on the total over as well. There is a 59 in the market. What I saw from Jackson Arnold in this limited work this year, not impressive. Noah Fafita will play for Arizona. They're pretty well unscathed except for their starting left tackle uh, and two guys on defense. I, I do like the Wildcats tonight to, uh, to beat Oklahoma and get the double-digit wins on the air. I don't mind that at all. I'm excited about this game. It's going to be a great game. I mean, both of these teams had a great season. Arizona playing for their 10th win and Oklahoma for their 11th. I do like the over, too, because, you know, we saw Noah Fafifta, and he had a great year and what we've seen from them. And I think you mentioned it earlier in Punchlines. I think Jackson Arnold, with a month of practice under his belt, will see some production from him. He did complete 75% of his passes in his 24 attempts, so... I lean to the over in this one. Really just excited to watch it. Might be a great in-game, too. I think you can get plus money on either side of these, depending on which one you like at some point. I Well, yes, I would agree on that. You can, you're going to be able to get a better number on Oklahoma in-game if Arizona goes down, scores a touchdown right away, or if Arizona goes behind, you'll be able to get them plus money uh, as we go through this. Just uh Going to tomorrow's bowl games real quick. Don't worry. We'll get Frank eventually. We're still waiting on uh, on Frank uh, to be uh, to be somewhere in the casino here. Uh, Clemson and Kentucky tomorrow. Down to four. 
Uh, one-way traffic on Kentucky in this game. Clemson still favored Alex. Total 44 and a half. I do think Kentucky plus the points is the side here. Um, they had a good season as well. Finished 7-5 and five going for their eighth win. No real um, opt-outs for Clemson except for on the defensive side. And that's what kind of concerns me here because we know Clemson's known for their defense. Even though they were 20th in the nation this year. So it wasn't a great season for them giving up 20 points per game. I think this will be a good game as well, but I would lean to Kentucky with the points. Yeah, I'm not touching it since you m- missed the best of it yeah. in this one. But uh, again, we'll have more bowl, bowl games to get to as we go through. I think we have our guy, Frank Nicotero, finally. We do. He is here. Frank, where in the world or where in the casino? Oh, look at that. Spoiling where you are. Where in in the casino is Frank Nicotero. Uh, I am here at the wonderful deli, which, uh, as you know, Jeff, I stayed in the hotel quite some time when I first got here, and I ate at the deli a lot. And we have the owner right here, and this is Peter. And Peter, who's your favorite football team? New York Jets. Or it used to be, you said. It used to be. So he is a Jets fan like Jeff, and they're playing the Cleveland Browns tonight. What do you think tonight about the game? Um, Jets have a tough D. Their offense is terrible. Could go, I, I mean, they could be in the game, but probably not. And it's a seven-point line, so the Browns are favored by seven. Can the Jets cover that? Uh, I would say no. No. <laughs> now, listen, as I said, I've eaten the deli. The egg salad's amazing. By the way, the cookies are tremendous, and he brought us cookies, which I can run back for Alex and Jeff as well. So tell us how long you've owned the deli here, right here at the South Point Casino. Uh, we've been here since uh, 2008. Oh, wow. And um, we've been in the business since 96. Uh, I started out when I was 15 in New York in an Italian deli. Oh, my God. So a long time. Plus, I'm old. (laughs) And what's your biggest seller? What's the most popular meal here? Uh, Pastrami. Oh, that's the one thing I haven't had yet. Pastrami is the number one seller for us. And the desserts are ridiculous. Yes. Huge. Uh, not for the health-conscious people. Right. Now, listen, since the Jets, we have a Jets fan who owns a deli that are playing the Brownies tonight. The Brownies are also pretty good. Yeah, they're really good. Now, if you if the Jets win, will you eat a brownie in uh, celebration? Um, I'll have to, but okay. I, I'll have to split it with somebody. <laughs> all right, and you got your manager here, too, Joshua. Yeah. Joshua's here. Joshua. Uh, Josh, come in. Josh, do you follow football at all? Uh, not much, okay. of course, <laughs> but I do watch it a lot since we're here all the time watching the games cheering with everybody else. All right, yes. That's another great thing at the South Point here. All right, we're going to let these guys get back to work. Peter, Thank good you. luck to your Jets tonight. Josh, nice Thank meeting you, everybody. All right, we're going to stick around. Thank you, guys. ATS Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> All right. So anyway, guys, as you can see, the sports book is filling up. We have a lot of rabid fans here already. I hear a lot of Jets fans talking smack to a Cleveland fan. So um, we're looking for a good game tonight. I'm going to stay here and watch in the sports book. Frank, how have you not had the pastrami? Oh, what, what what's going know, on? It's a new. It, it, first off, our friends know, over Fr- Frank Delmar Deli, of course, the name of, of our deli here. The Delmar uh, at, Deli at, yeah, Delmar at the Deli. South Point. Uh, and uh, Peter, uh, look, it ma- it makes sense. They make as good of a bagel as there is in in Las Vegas, and as good of a bagel as you can get in Vegas. Jeff yeah, said, "See, yep. yeah, yeah." I, 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 I would argue it's the best bagel in Las Vegas. I love their breakfast the sandwiches and pastrami. Their pastrami, I, it makes sense. It's their best seller, Frank. The pastrami sandwich is the best thing I've eaten from there. Now, see, I love pastrami. i got to have the yellow mustard. So I, that, that's what I will do for lunch uh, before the diet kicks in for New Year's. But maybe I'll, maybe I'll get fed and watch it during the game tonight because I do – I like Cleveland. I, I, the seven points, we talked about this. I, I, I've never rooted for the Browns in my life, but I do like Cleveland tonight since the crowd's going to be into it. 
and it's in Cleveland, and they're looking for that playoff spot to lock it up, plus the Joe Flacco revenge factor, which I'm sure you guys have talked about. But uh, am I crazy on that? You're a Jets fan. What do you think of this game? Me? I, 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 if the Jet defense shows up, I'll stay close. We said it on. I said it with you earlier, Frank. I am concerned about Flacco finally facing a real defense. Alex claims <laughs> I've been good on this regression thing. I don't know about that. Uh, but I, uh, I, I'm not going to bet anything here in this, uh, in this one. By the way, since we mentioned it earlier, Frank and I already eliminated from the, uh, from the prop tarts. <laughs> which is the Pop-Tarts Bowl props that they have this year. Um, also, Frank, in very important news, real quick. Yes. Roger Sherman from the media. Oh, look at this guy. Look at this guy eating on the air for the second time today. Very impressive. Uh, giant no cookie. Oh. The, 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 the size of his head. And he's not that far from us. He can no, just he, walk over all here honesty, and come honesty, share with us. In all honesty, Frank just... should... Should should move over here in a few in a few minutes again, but oh look at that thing! But Frank, we have word on the we have word on the pop tarts that are available in the media room at the pop tarts bowl. Oh, we need to hear. Did we lose him? They? Oh, did we lose me? No, we got oh, you. No, we, got, we got you. And, we we got and you. I'm tired. <laughs> we got you. Blueberry, confetti, strawberry. Brown sugar, cinnamon, and chocolate chip. Which I mean, chocolate chip is the best of all of them. I didn't even know there was a chocolate chip. Chocolate chip either. is a classic. That's the one that's... Oh my, oh, my God. What happened? I've been just handed a... This is a Cleveland brownie. <laughs> is that marshmallows? Yeah. Oh, my God. Marshmallow brownie. I have to... This is for the Jet fans. I'm going to eat the browns. All right, here we go. Oh... Um, Oh my God! And then you got to chase it with the cookie. I think I do. Ryan, Ryan, do we oh, have wow. do we have food by the book yet, ready to go? We have we have the graphic for that. Look at look at this. Frank's having the time of his life at the Del Mar Deli here today. Uh, oh well, that's good. I, I don't. I would. That is uh, the silhouette of Frank wow. right now from afar that you see on your screen right now. But Frank. Uh, really, Frank, can you just bring some of those treats back for us before the end of the show? That's what, of course, I will. I could walk and talk and do it right now if you really want. See, to. you know what? Let's um, do. It. Let's go. Taste test. Let's go. <laughs> uh, we're taste testing it. We're going. There we go. So Frank. listen, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll be eating a strawberry pop tart on the show tomorrow. It'll be the first pop tart I've had in thirteen thousand three hundred fifty-two days because it was the last day of high school. So I'll tell it tomorrow, and I'll eat a strawberry pop. They want us to bring this over live. Okay. Uh, we're walking. Yeah, I'm going to hear tomorrow. Come see me. I'll make it pastrami. Oh, you're the man. Okay. Hey, by the way, Jeff, thank you for talking about the pastrami because Peter's going to make me one tomorrow at noon. So oh, I come beautiful. We, beautiful. We Shout out to Peter. Peter, thank you. Joshua, thank you. All right, we're bringing the treats. Very Anne good. And I, we're on the we're running. Now. There we are live. <laughs> by the way, there right, really isn't in. a bad item on that menu. There's not, no. You can try there's anything. There there, there, it's there, fantastic. There's not. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry just got up very quick. Oh, look Jerry, at this. Thank you. Look at this. All right, come on, on set, on set, into the microphone. Let's go. Look at that. By the way, real quick, before we get totally thrown <laughs> off the loop here, uh, big news in the in the uh, football game tonight. Amari Cooper is out. Oh, so that is big news tonight with no Amari Cooper. Uh, of course, coming off the largest receiving game in Cleveland Brown history. Yeah, like 254. He or is out him. with a heel injury. Oh, this is interesting. So, Ozzy Newsom's going to come in and play, I think, for Cleveland. Uh, Chancey Stuckey? I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard it. Yeah, right. Um, uh, I'm thinking of all the old Cleveland receivers. So, that line, it's still seven, 
total is now 34 across the board because of that. Um, I, I don't see this line moving off seven, but that is significant right, I mean, that as Cooper a, he, won't play. Yeah, as, as important as Amari Cooper is, would he would he have the ability to change the line at least a half I point? I don't, I don't think so, maybe, right? Maybe maybe people react and move at a half point. Look at this. Look at this. The, the buffet. Bring the cookie. Now, yeah. I only took what? If you're a marshmallow brownie guy, that's ridiculously. That's the... I don't know how that how many people that's supposed to feed. I am very concerned about getting chocolate sauce all over my shirt. Well, I know that's not that saucy. And still, but no uh, wonder why he, he uh, said uh, he had uh, to share with somebody. Yeah, Those the whole cookie. Huge. Go for the cookie. Uh, I'll do the cookie. For Look now. to the cookie, Elaine. Yeah, very, very, very good. <laughs> Little very Seinfeld good. reference. See, this is this has been a big day for you and I, I know. today. We have eaten on both shows. <laughs> Which Ann loves. I, 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 had, I, had the, I had the frosted blueberry Pop-Tart before. You did. We all then took advantage. Again, I think both of us need the keto in the new year. I'm starting. I'm uh, starting January but, 14th. 14th. No. <laughs> like the third. Like the third. Second or third. You just keep pushing that timeline. Listen, I, start, I know I gained weight since I started here. It's working on this show, watching sports all night, living in a hotel for a while. So I got to get back to basics a little bit. So. And uh, but the sweets are not good. Alex, you're not partaking. I think. <laughs> no. Okay. You don't have to. I'm not forcing you. It's a good cookie. I did make you come over here. <laughs> yeah, so the cookies. No, I've had too. the. Cho- I've had it when it's a chocolate chocolate chip cookie, and it would last me two or three days. I want to say by the way. So Peter, thank you. My God. And he said I get a pastrami hookup tomorrow, which I'll share with. I, I tell you, the, pastra- you the pastrami is awesome. I know. I'm like with you guys. I, I was thinking like. Well, well, I take it. I was going to say I'll share it with my fridge for that. La- I was thinking of a joke, and it flopped because I'm on a sugar coma rush right now. <laughs> so anyway, but way, um, we, still, we still don't know the flavor of the pop tart mascot. And we, we still don't. Yeah. we still don't know which one they brought up first. Or oh yeah, which one they, they mentioned one first they during mentioned the show. It's a good point. It's we're going to have to find out tomorrow. You're going to have to tune into a punchlines tomorrow. At also, noon. by the way, we did find out also the the first they did mention. The first four flavors ever for Pop-Tarts on the air. Do you want to guess? The them? original flavors? The original four. Like, this is like hockey, like the original six? Yes, it is. Uh, I'm going to I got to go strawberry. That's one of them. That's my yep. club. I yep. think something simple like a blueberry. That's two. Then, I, then I'm going to go, what's that? And do you have one? Cherry. That's not right. Yeah, I didn't say cherry. That came from man. Um, I'm going to go, uh, oh, the brown sugar cinnamon. That's three. Oh, my God. And then I'm, number four, which... We already we already asked everyone back there. No one else. No one got it. And Ryan's response was very very funny to it. Raspberry. No. It was apple currant. Apple what? Apple currant. Apple currant. What did Ryan say? Is that the currant in the ocean? <laughs> no, I, I don't remember apple currant. I don't. I kind of remember now. I want to say I do remember like a spiced apple, but I could be just making. I mean, that it's up. essentially what apple currant is. Yeah. Right. Um, no, I was only strawberry, and if the store was out of them, I would go blueberry, but never frosted. So this is all new to me tomorrow. I'm going to have one. I'll tell people now, if the same people are watching. I ate one, like every morning before school, I ate a Pop-Tart. That was like my go-to, uh, at least as on the way to the bus or whatever. I'd toast it. And then um, my last day of high school, I had a Pop-Tart, and I've never had one since. So I did the math. It's 13,352 days I haven't had a Pop-Tart. So I'm going to have one tomorrow. I'm going to bite into a strawberry. Alex will be here. And then I looked. If I waited to have another Pop-Tart, another 13,352 days, that'll be on April 7th, 2060. So I'll be 91, and I figure we'll be on show. What was the matter? We'd be on show <laughs> here at the South Point, show like 4,000 or something. So things to look forward to. <laughs>
But the joke that's running in my head Go for right it. now is not good. 2060, I'll be 91 going, take the Steelers over. And then I'll kill over and die. Someone catch that ticket, though, I'm very Sean. impressed with your math, though, to figure out well, how old you Yeah, be. well, yeah. the computer helped me out a little oh. bit on that. But, um, but yeah, I remembered the dates. April 7th, 2060. But, by the way, have you, um, have you heard of this? One of my friends actually texted me this because he's a lunatic. But have you ever heard of people putting butter on Pop-Tarts? Well, I mean, uh, Ryan was singing the song. I'm a huge Family Guy fan, as is he. So when Quagmire and Peter started a singing duo, there was a song, Have You Ever Put Butter on a Pop-Tart? It's so freaking good. Which, of course, we have to show that clip tomorrow on Punchlines, which we will. And uh, I have not done that. Have you done that? No, I've never done it. But you I've know what? I've never done it either. You know what? Really? We're doing it tomorrow. We're going through the pop. I'm bringing a toaster. Bring butter up here I have now? a toaster. Well, we can go down to the EDR. Probably has some, right? Okay, we'll take care of it. And I'm bringing a toaster. And is there an outlet back there, somewhere? Is there <laughs> plug in him? There's powers here somewhere in this this beautiful studio. All right, we're gonna try one tomorrow. I'm gonna toast one, and we're putting butter on it. I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna take four Lipitors on set. Uh, I, in all honesty, that's what everyone to wants to see. You taking taking your. Uh, your cholesterol medicine. Which, by the way, yeah, I, I sadly do, but it's, you know, it's just so I can enjoy steak. <laughs> Why are we talking about my medical? I don't know. Jerry, can I talk about Pittsburgh, please? Anyway, that's where the problem started. My mom used to make steak and potatoes and meat and butter. That's the way we were raised back in the, I'm going to just look at 70s. I don't know. But um, I, I, I'm never rooted for Cleveland, but I think I might root for Cleveland tonight. And you're rooting for the Ravens this weekend, too. I heard you guys on punchlines earlier, right? Yeah, yeah because that would help the Steelers' chance. Because yes. that way, the Ravens would have won the, the number one seed, the bye, and then they wouldn't need to uh, worry about playing the Steelers next week, probably play a lot of, a lot of backups. Uh, even though the Steelers beat Baltimore this year with Kenny Pickett, and it was a weird game. It was seven yes. drops for Lamar right. Jackson. It wasn't his fault. So, yeah, I guess I am rooting for Baltimore. Which, when they're in the Super Bowl against the Niners, I had some friends rooting for them. Uh, because they didn't want the Niners to win. Uh, they the didn't Super want Bowl. number six. They didn't want them to be tied with the Steelers and okay. be six and zero. Oh. So, um, yeah, no, I rooted for the Niners. And then there was that weird blackout, and then the whole game was fixed after that or something. <laughs> Wasn't it? Wasn't that the Not rumor? The direction I expected. Uh, I don't know. Or something. It was all fixed after. It was all scripted. The NFL scripted. Oh man, that was uh, that was an interest. I was, well, I was in college during that. Oh, you had to throw that in, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, sorry. All right. One more I was co- you're eating more cookie on well, here. You got to get the chips. That's the best part. Oh, I, you know, and I didn't even really get a big chip. In my you know, it's National Chocolate Day, too. Eat Chocolate Day. Also, apparently, National Playing Cards Day. And and Is it? call a friend. Yeah, we, call a friend, yeah. I, yeah. I should have called someone during You should have. You got to call someone. I can't. You, you already. Danny Nagel didn't answer the phone. Didn't answer. But Frank hey, Mergia did, though. Frank, he was on there. He was there, and he answered it. Hello, National. By the way, I forgot to mention, he has COVID. That's, that's a good friend who has COVID and answered the phone. He's that been pretty good for having COVID. He did. He's on lockdown at home, but uh, he might be watching. He watches this show all the time. Um, he's a big Pearls fan. He got to meet you when he was here uh, for a convention with the PGA right when I started in October. So, uh, yeah, he's always watching. He watches both shows. But he's well, sick, but he's well. Jim answered your phone, technically. I mean, and called yeah, in I for us. technically but... that is a, a phone call. But on your way home tonight, you could call a friend. Yeah, but I do that anyway. How is that special for this day? Yeah, that's true. What about Joey B? You could call Joey B. I, I thankfully do not have Joey B. <laughs> you have a bet with and Joey B, though. Joey, well, Joey B is going to be owing me $6 when this is all set. So you have the Knights to beat the Kings? Or... No, no, no. Joey what? B was asking what 
jersey, what hockey jersey oh, yeah. would I wear on set? Right. And Joey B's odds were just so oh, horrible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I don't even own a Los Angeles Kings jersey, right. nor would I ever own a Los Angeles right. Kings jersey. He had even money on the on On the Knights, on the Knights. which in all honesty, I'm keeping it cheap. I'll be nice and only bet $6 as opposed <laughs> to everything I have in my wallet right now for knowing that the Knights would be the answer. Oh, there you go. I feel very sophisticated just holding this. It's very classy. <laughs> and the marshmallow, I mean, the marshmallow brownie, I, that's that's enough for a family right there. But that's how Peter does it at the right. Del Mar Deli over here at South Point. Before we go for today, are you taking the Detroit Pistons tonight? The money line. When's it tap? 17 point underdog. God, what's the money line? The money line behind us is 8 to 1. The best price in the market is 9 to 1. I had one major book nationally that has a crown the detroit piston money line is the most bet money line tonight wow which that's gonna be a lot of is the game in detroit no the game's in boston it's in boston that's right oh yeah they're gonna lose lose by 29 points yeah they are right and i'm surprised it's only eight it's only 800 because people have bet it down oh god yeah 10 to 1 earlier today which if you bet that Good, good luck. luck. Good luck on the Pistons tonight. Godspeed, everybody. My if goodness. You, if you bet that. All right. We're back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Sugar Vinny, crash. Chris, and I, Football Friday. Frank's eating a Pop-Tart on Punchlines tomorrow at noon. Butter. Alex will be there the whole show tomorrow. Alex and I are back on Saturday for our normal 8 a.m. Uh, we will have Detroit and Dallas on Saturday yeah. night. Pretty good yeah. Saturday night. They game. did okay on the scheduling the on that NFL, game. Right there. college bowl games tomorrow as well. Uh Looking forward to it. We'll see you tomorrow on Sports by the Book. I'm Jeff Parles. She's Alex White. That's Frank Nicotero. Shout out to the crew and Ryan, Jerry, and Sean doing great work as always. We'll see you tomorrow here on Sports by the Book at South Point.